Hello and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. That's Never Ending Retro Dialogue. I'm Jordan. I'm Doug. Today is a special end of the month episode where we are going to recap the things we did in October. I almost said in Halloween because that's same thing. The reason for the season. But it's it's all of October, which yeah, there, there's really no need to separate the two. You I are don't correct. Think so. One in the same. One in the same. One in the same. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I didn't do a whole lot. I kind of wasted Spooky Month. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I've had some stuff going on, but uh, I just, I will do my best to keep up with you because I know that this is like a, a, like a, like a serious holiday for you. It is. We, uh, we in the, uh, the, the, the Doug household, uh, we love our spooky time. Yeah. Yeah. So. We do Shocktober, which everyone does Shocktober, yeah. although we start pretty early. But we, we made a concerted effort this year that we wanted to, with all the streaming services that we subscribe to, we wanted to um, kind of explore oh. um, some new movies. Because, you know, we have the standards that we always watch. You know, every year we watch The Strangers and Sinister because... They're still scary and creepy. Um, there's always Halloween and the fog, mm-hmm. the thing. Um, and then usually at least one of the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Streets. So, and then uh, usually at least one of the Scream movies. So, um, and then there's all kinds of others that we have in there that maybe not every year, like Paranormal Activity and, and all those. Um but yeah, so this year we wanted to watch as many different ones as possible. And so, um, let's see if I can remember all the ones. Because okay. unfortunately, uh, I did not make a list. But we went, so I will start with the one that we saw in the theater. We watched the newest Exorcist, True Believer. Uh, I heard that wasn't very good. Really? That's what I heard, but... Oh, we loved it. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I try not to judge a movie from what I hear, but... We... We thought it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, is it Blumhouse or Blumhouse? How do they pronounce it? I think it? Blumhouse. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know. Beats huh. me. But, you know, so they did the newer Halloween movies, too, yeah. right? And and they tied it all together and brought people back into the fold. They did the same thing with the Exorcist movie. You have the original mother. Um, oh, really? Yes. From the Exorcist. Now, she plays a very small part in it. Um and she doesn't come. Maybe it's about halfway through. Um, but yeah, I we all liked it. We we thought it was fun. Uh, a lot of scares. It was very creepy. The one thing that we thought was one thing I thought was interesting. I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth that watched it. Um, there was a lot of leaning on uh, the Catholic religion, I guess. Um, it was there was this kind of one really funny part. It's not really funny because someone ends up dying in the next scene. Jeez. But but like this priest like comes busting in like he found this newfound faith and and courage. And then the Uh-oh. demon just it didn't end well. <laughs> so um but yeah, so uh we liked it. It was really good. For, for what it was. 
Um, we saw The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah. We streamed that um, with Russell Crowe. Um, it was all right. It, uh, it had some, you know, creepier parts to it. Um, I wasn't bored. Um, I'd say it was mid. Um, it's, it's worth a watch if you, if you like stuff like that. We watched The Town That, oh my gosh, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I think it was the name of it. Yeah, I think that's right. I've heard of that one. Um, that was not worth a watch. (laughs) That was just, like, the scenes where the killer appears are, like, intense and you're like ah kind of but then it was like they were trying to do like smoking the bandit type humor when they weren't being chased by the killer it was really weird i i i don't know i know they've done like a sequel to it um from a few years ago where it's it's and it's meant to be 60 years from when the movie was made because it's like a a a mockumentary oh okay um so I we haven't watched that, um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan. Um, let's see, we watched The Gate from the nineteen eighties. I don't know that one. Um, stars a very young Stephen Dorff. Um, that was weird, but it was the eighties, so <laughs> it, it was yeah. That one was was kind of strange. Yeah, I wish I could give more. I it it, it was just. You know, a lot of cutting to things, and you're like, wait, why did that happen? And then you think the movie's over, and then it goes on for like another 25 <laughs> minutes, and you're like, oh, wait, what? So, yeah, so that was weird. Um, we watched uh, <laughs> we watched a movie called Chopping Mall. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this one. <laughs> it, it, it is one of the most 80s things yeah. I think I've ever watched in my life. It, it was, it was bonkers, just absolute. So the premise for Chopping Mall, if if for anyone who doesn't know, is that it opens with this presentation for these these robots that look like um, Johnny Five from Short Circuit, <laughs> and they're going to protect them all, and and of course nothing bad could happen, <laughs> and, and then there's this crazy electrical storm. And it like fries their circuits and, and then bad stuff happens. And it's just, these things are just ridiculous. It's, it's so you've got these teenagers that, you know, snuck in the mall for a party. And uh, yeah, mayhem ensues. ensues. Uh, it, yeah, it, I've been meaning to watch that one for a couple of years now. Um, I think it's on Shudder too. I don't okay. know where you watched it. Uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah. It was um, Amazon on what's the one that they're associated with? Freebie. 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 Yeah. So that was the one bad thing. Um, let's see. Usually, one and you know this. One of the habits we have is once we watch a scary movie, we usually watch something that's a horror, but it's ridiculous, right? So that it kind of calms the nerves. So. Uh, one of the movie nights we had with the D&D group after watching, I think it was after we watched The Strangers, we watched Velocipaster, oh. which you have seen, I believe. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I've seen 
I know I've seen some really bad ones, but I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, I thought you watched it at our house last year. I can't remember. I don't. I think I would remember that probably. Oh right? man. Well, anyone who's not watched Velocipasture, if you love bad, campy, stupid movies, you got to watch that. Yeah. It it is fantastic. The premise is, is you have this priest whose parents die in a horrible car wreck. <laughs> It flashes to, instead of seeing the car blow up, it just says, you know, insert SFX. <laughs> so then he goes on a, a trip to Asia to clear his mind, and he finds this, uh, this uh, he ends up getting this uh, totem, basically, and it imbues these powers where he turns into a dinosaur, and, and he starts exacting justice on all the sinners Wow. Uh, oh my gosh. It is. And it's beautiful. And the dinosaur. So they have some scenes where it looks like they actually tried to use like a fake dinosaur. But like in the grand finale. And, and this isn't a spoiler. Because you can see it in the trailers. He's just in one of those blow up dinosaur costumes. What? <laughs> <But>. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we watched that. We watched a movie called Lamageddon. Yeah, that one I've seen. Uh, that one's terrible, um, but it's great. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Birdemic? Uh, Wing, Birdemic or Wingdemic? Probably Birdemic. Yeah, that one was terrible, um, but hilarious. I don't know that we've ever laughed so hard in our life. Um, that was another D&D movie night one. Um, yeah. Uh, we rewatched Event Horizon. I still haven't seen that movie. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I own it now. So is that a, that's not a John Carpenter movie, is it? No, I'm thinking of. Oh, I think I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, in the Mouth of Madness. Yes, which I own that too. Which, it's I love the Mouth of Madness. I have noticed with in the Mouth of Madness. Let me see if I can say that one more time. In the Mouth of Madness, <laughs> um, people either love it or they hate it. Um, I quite enjoy it. I I I think it's, I think it's great. It's just. It's not your traditional like, ah. Yeah. It's 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 more of a suspense thriller, kind of thinking you get in your own head kind of thing, and it makes you uneasy. Yeah. Um. Geez, what else did we watch? Uh oh. Um, I won't talk much about this because it is still fairly new. But uh, Sharon and I. Watched um, the fall of the House of Usher. Oh gosh, now I've been hearing great things about that. It is was fantastic. How many episodes is that? Eight. Eight episodes. Okay. So it's eight episodes. Um, anyone who doesn't know, it, it's loosely based on Edgar Allan Poe's works, um, and then like several of the episodes have a title of another one of his works mm. and and then you can kind of see how they work that in um i thoroughly enjoyed it uh, i know sharon loved it too um i thought it was really good um bruce green greenwood I, I all the characters do it well i mean the the thing is is the way the family is painted and the way they exist in the world it's almost kind of hard to feel bad for them. <laughs> is this is this show set in modern times or yes, is it, okay. it is set in modern times. They are so Bruce Greenwood and his sister are the head of this major pharmaceutical company, and 
basically it's just kind of showing how they've screwed over <laughs> the their customers and in the country and 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 now they're getting their comeuppance mm. um yeah so he's got he's got children and each episode is is one of their demise oh gosh yeah okay yeah it's oh my gosh it is some jump scares it's really not a horror it's just got you've got some supernatural some otherworldly is it the devil isn't that kind of stuff going on i thoroughly enjoyed it. it is definitely worth the watch it's done by the same guy um that did haunting of the house on the hill okay um and then there's another one called midnight club uh, what Sharon's been watching says is really good, and I thought there was another one, maybe Midnight Mass. I don't know if it's the same. If he did Midnight Mass too, Sharon will tell me if I'm wrong or not after she hears this. Um, but I think he also directed Gerald's Game, which was a oh yeah was a Netflix movie, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. With Bruce Green Greenwood in it, so and Carla Gugino. I have no idea how you say her last name. But she's she's in this too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great great series. Definitely worth the watch. The eight episodes go really fast. Um, yeah. You now my my warning is if if you're squeamish at all Uh-oh. or you don't care oh, um, overly adult themes, yeah. maybe don't watch it. <laughs> Because um, uh, one of the children's very hedonistic, oh, I guess geez. is the best way to put it. Um, so yeah, but again, it, it's I thought it was done very well. So yeah, Fall of the House of Usher was was definitely worth the watch. Um, we're starting. We haven't finished it, but we started watching. There's another anthology series on Netflix. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, Curios- Cabinet, oh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Curiosity. Yeah, I didn't know he did that. He produced it. Oh, okay. And he actually, like, introduces each episode. Really? Yeah. So, um, or at least the first one. Um, so we watched we watched the first one. I enjoyed it. Um, kind of a more, obviously it's Twilight Zone-esque. A little bit more adult. Ooh. But um, just in language and violence. So, yeah, looking forward to finishing that series too so yeah i'm sure there's others that i've watched that i can't remember and sharon can remind me but um yeah um i want to talk about my experience watching killer clowns from outer space okay because i have seen killer clowns from outer space before but i have never watched killer clowns from outer space with my nieces around oh and they came in and I was watching it on the TV and Zoe was like really invested in it. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Zoe has just turned five. Um, <laughs> she was really concerned about the main girl of the movie. She gets captured by the clowns at some point and uh, she was very concerned that she wasn't going to get out of that situation. 
So it was just really interesting. And she, it was, I remember because it was the day before her birthday, because on her birthday she just wanted to watch the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get her to sit still long enough to watch the movie. She thought it was kind of boring because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an 80s movie, so that's not really going to capture the kids as much as modern movies uh, until you get a little older. But yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if when the last time you saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space was. It's uh, two or three years. <laughs> it's pretty good. and uh, I enjoy it. It's actually having kind of a renaissance now. Yeah. Because you go to like, I went to Hot Topic the other day and there was a bunch of Killer Clowns. I know Hot Topic is still in business. But uh, I went there and there was a bunch of Killer Clowns from Outer Space merch. No kidding. Yeah, like you could get like a pop figure and a plushie and a t-shirt <laughs> and i'm like why it's older now like i think it's because they're making like a video game out of it so it's kind of like really people, yeah like uh i think it's like a you know like dead by daylight mm. we have to survive i think it's that kind of game i'm not totally sure but yeah it's just kind of very enjoying a renaissance right now and i just i'm here for it i just don't understand why huh Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. Garbage Pail Kids. Garbage Pail Kids. What else is going to have a renaissance? Attack um, of the Killer Tomatoes? Oh, please. They, they've been talking about remaking that for a long time, I think. Hmm. But, like, I don't know if you can get away with that anymore because, like, that's such a goofy movie and people are just not... People are too serious now, I think, for that kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, they probably try to make it dark, right? Yeah. Put an edge to it. Yeah, see, that wouldn't work. So, let me ask. Uh, this just question just popped in my head since we're talking about... Do you, can you remember the first horror movie you watched? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, the first horror movie I ever watched? I cannot. It was probably Friday the 13th or Chucky or... I mean, probably... Fri I would say if I had to... I have the most memories of Friday the 13th, so maybe one of those mm -hmm. movies... Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say probably... Well, see, so I think we've talked about this before. My dad did not like horror movies, so they weren't on a lot. I, One of the first memories I have of being scared to death of a movie is Poltergeist. And it's... Have you watched the original Poltergeist? Yeah, a long time ago. So, for anyone of a certain age... Well, I guess it, you don't have to be a certain age because you can... You can stream the movie now. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, go to the old red box and get or it. Or go to the old house and live the movie. Yeah. Or, or yeah. But the scene with the clown. Yeah. The, the young boy yeah. in bed and the clown scared the bejesus out of me. And that's the first, that's the first recollection I have. Um, and again, we, we didn't watch a lot of horror movies. My dad just didn't get into them. We would... I, I could get away with having Friday the 13th on every once in a while. I assume Dad didn't mind because you'd have the topless girls running <laughs> around the camp or something. Yeah. But, um, and plus it's it's a slasher film. Yeah. There's, I think it was the true horror that bothered him. Like, you know, because like he wouldn't watch The Exorcist. He wouldn't, and, and he definitely wouldn't watch any of those paranormal activity. Anything yeah. like that, he, he just didn't get into I think slasher, since it's just you know this mindless thing going around, yeah. just hacking people up, it wasn't as bad. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say Poltergeist. Interesting. Would be that's the first time I can remember just being. Ugh. Yeah, I'd really have to think about that. But uh, I did. I did want to talk about this because I was 
I mentioned Friday the 13th. There was a Friday the 13th in October this year. There was. So I went to the Avalon, which is a local um, art theater. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a theater. It's a but local they, theater, but they put on like plays and they do plays, old movies, movies and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they played Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Um, now, I don't know when the last time you saw the first Friday the 13th was. Oh, last year. Oh, really? So it's kind of campy now. Yes. Uh, there was a lot more laughter in the audience than I anticipated. Well, because it's not... I mean, would you say it's because we're desensitized? I mean, it's... <sighs> I don't know if we're desensitized. I mean, we. I think we are desensitized in a way. Because like the thing with horror is like horror builds on itself. Like, yeah. what was scary then isn't scary now because it was scary back then and something yeah. came in out scared it. Yeah. But um, I think it was just like a lot of the acting is goofy. Oh, sure. It's and, terrible acting. And the way everybody looks because yep. it's so dated. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that. But um, but I do think, yeah, I think some of it is desensitization. But not. I don't think that's the main reason. Hmm. I think the main reason is just because like, like there's just a the part where well, I don't want to spoil for the first Friday the 13th. Nobody's ever seen it. You don't want to spoil a 50-year-old movie. <laughs> but there's a point where an old lady gets hit in the head with a pan, yes. and everybody laughed at that. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh at someone falling over, tripping. So let me ask you this. Let's go on a tangent. Okay. Halloween, 1978. Yeah. Do you think that has the same feel as the first Friday the 13th then, if you so, go back and watch it? Or? I, I, if you rewatch Halloween, I think Halloween is a better movie because um, it's John Carpenter. Yeah. And he's like the greatest director, you know, well, horror director, I think. So I think that that holds up. But I think the um, the thing that John Carpenter is really good at that, uh, that was emulated in Friday the 13th but not quite successful was that sense of paranoia. Yeah. Because you're like, he's just the shape. Yeah. Michael Myers is just the shape in that movie. And until he really shows up, you ju- you don't really see him much. He's more on the periphery. Yeah. So I think it does a good job there. Whereas in the Friday the 13th, it's just like kind of trying to do that, but it's more like ham-fisted. Yeah. Whereas I think Halloween is more, I don't know if I'd say sophisticated because it's still a slasher, but it's more like, I don't know. It's I think it's a better horror movie. Yeah. Oh no, I would agree. I again, we watch Halloween '78 almost every year. I'm pretty sure every year, and yeah, I don't get that feeling with it. I don't look at it and go, "Oh man," you know. Well, you also had better acting because Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Yeah, and she's really good. And um, there's a real sense of fear in Halloween when you when she's acting. Yeah. Whereas in the other one, it's just like, "Oh, this person got killed," and now. Yeah. You don't really get that sense of fear till the end when you find out who the killer is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Halloween has just aged a lot better. Yeah, it also started the genre of slasher pretty much. So yeah. true. So everything has come after that is kind of like a not a carbon copy because they're not all the same, but it's kind of just a copy of that formula. So that kind of reminds me that uh, one of the other movies we watched. I can't and, and now. I'm going to talk about, and I can't remember the name, but they were at a camp, and these kids played a prank on the groundskeeper, and he ended up burning alive and oh my going down, falling down into this ravine and stuff, and he survives and gets third degree burns all over his body, um, and then like 
three years later. He'd been in the hospital for like three years or something. He goes back and he starts, you know, terrorizing this camp. And, you know, he's wearing this mask and stuff. Gosh, I, I can't remember the name of it, though. But, yeah, it was it was full-on Friday the 13th <laughs> feel. And it yeah. was just, oh, my God, it was so campy's the right word. Um, you know, trying to sell that over-sexualized yeah. teenage. And it was just goofy. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, the thing with Friday the 13th was like, I guess the other thing with the original Friday the 13th is once you know the twist ending, yeah, it's kind of, the the, 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 the magic is kind of gone. Yeah. Whereas with Halloween, you already know, like, this guy's not good. Yeah. But on Friday the 13th, it's like, who's the killer? Yeah. Until, like, the later ones when it's, you know, clearly yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the later Friday the 13th more yeah. than, than the first one. Um, trying to think. Number three or four is probably the one I've seen the most of. Although, <laughs> the one that Sheridan and I enjoy watching, and we know it's nowhere near the best one in the series, we love Jason X. I number... knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Jason X, Jason in Space. I don't know why we just get a kick out of that That is one. so bad. Uh... Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well... Uh, so then last night on Svenguli, we watched uh, Kolchak the <gasps> Night Strangler. Yo, nice. Nice. Which is the sequel to the Kolchak the Night Strangler Stalker movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like Strangler. I don't know if it's better, but it's written by Richard Matheson. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, it said that in the credits, and I double-checked it, and it said Matt Richard Matheson wrote that. Wow. And I was like, well, no wonder this is so good. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Kolchak, which I think we've talked about Kolchak before... But it's basically, you know, a reporter who tracks down different supernatural, paranormal yeah. elements, monsters and stuff. The Night Strangler is about uh, him uncovering a series of murders that happens every 21 years. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the guy's murdering people to, to make a formula for longevity. So he has to re, re-up his formula every 21 years. And Kolchak's like, no way, girl. Yep. Not going to happen. Not, Not going to happen watch. on my watch. Yep. He's brave. Love Cold Jack. Yeah. Oh. I had a chance to buy all the Cold Jack once. Uh, I think Walmart had them or something. That's where I got it was Walmart, and, yeah. And I didn't do it. But do you have Peacock? I do not have Peacock. Oh, it's on Peacock. Is it on Peacock? I think so. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I bought the whole series at Walmart. I was like, Cold Jack the Night Stalker. Yeah. Like, and it was like right by the checkout. I was like, what? Nice. So I was like, I got to get this because... It's only one season, so it wasn't like super expensive or anything. And even if it was more expensive, I would have bought it because it was, you know, it's Kolchak the Night Stalker. But, you know, the thing about Kolchak is like a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know this, people who like the show know this, but it's what heavily inspired the X Files. Yep. And so if you like the X Files, I would recommend going back and watching Kolchak the Night Stalker. Oh, you gotta watch it. I said, you know, it's only one season. I think it's only 17 episodes. Something like that. Or maybe 20 episodes. Somewhere around there. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's great. Yeah. It's it's fun. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were going to make a point about something. Sorry. No. No, it was fun. <laughs> I, I like Cold Jack. Yeah. Last week they did the Night Stalker, but I was at a Halloween party. Oh. So I missed it. Well, la-dee-da. But that one's about a vampire, so I'm, uh, yeah. I don't care about it as much. <laughs> vampires. They were kind of... Vampires oh. were kind of, you know, overdone for a little bit there, so... Speaking of vampires... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think we've talked about this yet. We watched uh, Renfield. 
Oh, day. we have not talked about this. Yes. So, um, Maddie was home last weekend, two weekends ago, and it is new to Amazon. <clears throat> nice. And so we we Sharon was working. We couldn't decide on what to watch. It's like okay, let's give it a go, and it was a blast. Really, it was. Look, it, it, it's obviously not going to win any awards. <laughs> and if you do not like Nicolas Cage, then you you know it's not your thing. I love Nicolas Cage. Right. Um, he's great in it. Um, what's his name? Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Yes, he's awesome. Their chemistry together was fantastic. If, so if you don't know, Renfield is, uh, I mean, he's vampire. He's Dracula's assistant. So they actually, they cut as he's doing, so he's doing this voiceover, doing some exposition, and they recreate the scene from Dracula where Renfield enters Dracula's castle, and they meet. Well, they redo it, <laughs> and almost, I mean, almost perfectly. Um so yeah, but Renfield, you know, he's a modern man, you know, he starts to have feelings for this girl. Does he really want to be, you know, this servant? And and so yeah, so he starts going to, you know, group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it was fun. It was uh, overly violent in parts, and um, and Nicolas Cage was hamming it up as Dracula, and it was awesome. So if if that's your kind of stuff, two thumbs up. Yeah, give it a watch. I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah, yeah, Renfield. That was that was a blast. But again, I I enjoy stuff like that, which kind of lends to the book I read. Yeah, talk about that. So, um, <laughs> the only thing I did start reading, um, something wicked this way comes. Ah, oh, good. Have not. F- I'm, I'm not even close to being done, but I did start it. So I'm being a big boy, and I'm actually reading books with words and no pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. Um, but no, so I read this. I got this graphic novel from uh, uh, Alter Ego Comics. They are not a sponsor of the show, <laughs> but uh, they're a comic shop in Lima, so of Ohio. So if you're near there, give them a look. But uh, we like them. Small little mom and pop place. Um, but anywho, so it's called cereal and that's spelled like the breakfast food and, uh, sweet darkness is the subtitle <laughs> Yeah. and written by, uh, Mark Russell and, uh, I, I, yeah, uh, the art is done by Peter, uh, something like that. Jeez. How did I not notice that before? <laughs> but basically, so originally, I think one of these stories, the, the first section of this this graphic novel showed up in Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror, which was an anthology book. It's from Ahoy Comics. Um, so they ended up doing uh, a full story for it. And it's literally almost every serial character you can think of um, the main character is the Marquis de Chocolat, <laughs> and so he's Count Chocula. You have Franken de Barry. You have uh, his brother, um, uh, Beau Barry. <laughs> um, you have the wolf, 
from Cookie Crisp and and the Burglar. Uh-huh. Remember how they switched? Yeah. yeah. Um, you have Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charms. You have the Honey Bee. You have Toucan Sam. You have um, Sunny from uh, Cocoa Puffs. You have at least Crackle from Snap Crackle Pop. But I think you see the others. You see the Quaker Oats Man, Captain Crunch, um, Good Lord. It's just, and they create this story where the Count Chocula has turned into a vampire, but he can't let his subjects know. But then General Post is raging war on all the land and trying to take everything over, and they they go to stop him, and it is. It is just nutso. Now, I'm going to point out something real quick. This is really funny. I was thinking about Mark Russell today. Uh-huh. Because he wrote Prez. Yes. And he wrote The Flintstones. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was that's just so funny. I didn't realize it was written by him. And, and anyone who's not a comic book reader, and you want to read something that's not superhero-y, Mark Russell's Flintstone Run is fantastic it's amazing they it, they modernize it uh but all the same characters are there and yeah it was great i loved it and there's only like 12 issues i think yeah. so you could read it in like a weekend you sure could uh it is fantastic they uh the art is much more realistic and i i don't even know i, I don't want to go off on a tangent on that but just check it out it's from dc comics so Hey, it's our podcast. We that's true. We want. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's funny. I'm not surprised that he's the one who wrote this. Yeah, it, it is. If anyone of a certain age, because I don't think, because we've got the generational gap between us. Yeah. I mean, did you really grow up with the cartoon serial characters? I mean, we had Count Chocula and Booberry and Frankenberry. Uh, and I think they had just switched to the wolf for Cookie Crisps. Uh-huh. Uh, Cookie Crisp. Yeah. We had uh, Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Yeah, so there was a lot of them still. You know who I don't remember seeing in here? Uh, the Tricks Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Tricks Rabbit was a But Tony one. the Tiger's in there. I forgot about that. That was fantastic, yeah. too. Uh, it, it is... There are so many little... It's kind of like... Weapon Brown. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You, you're trying to figure out all the all the similarities and who all's getting cameos in yeah. there. Um, and I constantly found myself turning back and go, "Wait a minute, who did I just see in there?" And so, it's a fun story. You know, it's not life changing or anything, but I was thoroughly entertained. I I thought it was a great read. So, who published and, it? Ahoy Comics. Ahoy Comics. I had not heard about them. Um, yeah, they do a lot of, so they're kind of like, I would, uh, put them akin to like scout comics, um, or, oh gosh, what's the other one where they, they, they obviously do kind of off the wall stuff and they do a lot of horror type things. Yeah. So I was going to say, if you didn't tell me this was a Hoy comics, I would think it's dark horse. Oh yeah. Because of the way the cover looks. Oh, the. The artwork is beautiful in this. The Peter Gazuntite or whatever his <laughs> name is. I'm sorry. Um, the artwork's great. Um, it is, you know, they take these really goofy characters, and the wolf from Cookie Crisp Man is vicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 
and the way Frankenberry's made and and let Booberry. Let me tell you, Booberry in here. Booberry. Let me let me get you some Booberry action in here. It is he is gruesome. And I just shocked me be Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh, that's, that's Booberry. Bo- that's Booberry. Wow. It it is wild. Um yeah, the art's fantastic. So and they all have and they wrap up the story and they all have their little endings and yeah. I don't know. Cereal. <laughs> Spelled like the breakfast food. Yeah. It's worth the read. Check it out. Two two thumbs up. Um yeah. Trying to think what else. Yeah, I didn't read too much this month, uh, but I, within the last couple of days, this is how this goes for me. Yeah. Every time we're going to record a podcast, something, uh, every time we're going to record an end of the month podcast, I get interested in something. So I don't have much to talk about, but I'm like, next month I'll talk about it. Yeah. But I've been recently, uh, had the motivation to read again. Mm-hmm. And so I um, have been looking at 20th century literature. I'm particularly obsessed with things that have been written on, t- on typewriters, yeah. Uh, which is not a surprise to anybody probably that knows me, but um, so I have been putting some stuff on hold at work and looking for stuff to read. I recently, uh, as of today, uh, today I started reading uh, Ulysses by James Joyce. Oh wow! Uh, it's I'm 20 pages in and I'm not really sure what's going on, and I don't mean in plot. I just mean like what is happening on the pages. I'm you know. But it's it's uh, Ulysses is like a seven hundred page book, eight hundred page book. But it all takes place on in the course of one day. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you tried to read this? book? I have tried. Okay. I did not succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried that I'm going to be the same way. Um, it, it, to me, it's you know it just it it ranks on the all these lists of greatest fiction of the twentieth century. So I'm like I have to try this, and we had a copy at work, so. I just took it home. So I started reading it, and I was like, what is going on here? And so, um, now it's not as confusing as, have you ever tried to read Finnegan's Wake? No. That's also James Joyce, and I looked it up because somebody at work was like, yeah, you should see that if you're confused by this. And uh, Finnegan's Wake is, uh, I read the first paragraph, and it's supposed to be one of the hardest books to read in the English language. Nice. Um, because he just makes up words, basically. Oh. Well, so, sure. I don't know what Why he was not? doing. I think I think he was just having a laugh, probably. I'll I'll stick to Stephen King and yeah. Ray Bradbury and. Well, so I have that, and I have some William Faulkner that I need to read, because I read William Faulkner in college. I don't know if you've ever read any mm-hmm. William Faulkner, but I have. What do I have at home? Sound of the Fury, because mm-hmm. I read that like 10, 12 years ago now. Well, yeah, probably ten years ago now, and. Uh, so I don't remember anything about it, so I'm going to reread that. But I'm just—I've been having this uh, feeling that I I want to read again, and I want to read novels because I kind of want to write something again. And I think like 20th century literature is what inspires me to write more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but uh, so I'm trying to. I, but I don't know what I'm going to write, so I just am trying to figure out what to write and what to read. Get back in. Get back into my. Uh, passion you know for those things uh, i still have one more detective dandy story to write but i kind of want to write like a longer story 
but I don't know what it's about yet. But I want it to be because, like, obviously, a lot of the times I do comedy and stuff, but I kind of want to do something serious because whenever I do something serious, people really like it because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, this guy's he's funny, whatever." But then you do something serious, and they're like, "Oh, that came out of left field." So I kind of want to do something serious and, and long form for a change, you know, maybe challenge myself to do something different. But I have no idea what I would write about yet. I just, I mean, I have ideas for stories, but I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's like poignant enough. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to read like Ulysses and William Faulkner. And I just put a hundred years of solitude on hold, which I had to read in college as well. But it's like, again, it's been like 12 years, so I don't really remember much of it. And even at the time when I was reading it, I was like, what the heck is going on in this book? Because, you know, that's, that's the best literature is just confusing to me mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the the most lauded literature it's just like what is happening here you know like fahrenheit 451 animal farm those are pretty straightforward books yeah but sometimes you get a classic work and you're like what i don't understand but it's like it's supposed to be like one of the greatest books in the english language kind of thing and so i don't know so i'm kind of going through a phase where i'm not trying to read like the classics you know like i don't i don't care about that very much but it's just like stuff that kind of piques my interest which happened to be classic yeah but you know I don't know that uh, Ulysses is on everybody's list so would not be on mine (laughs) yeah you gotta when we're done here you gotta google the first page of Finnegan's Wake I will do that oh my uh, gosh you're you're gonna see what I'm talking about because I was reading it at work and I was like I I don't understand this and I have a degree in this so (laughs) (laughs) I went to school for this exactly (laughs) But yeah, so I started reading uh, Ulysses today, and I was just like, all right, you know. Part of me is like, wants to stop and just read Garfield, but <laughs> but going, I have to try. I'm going back to comic books. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Garfield, I should say that I dressed up as Garfield this year for Halloween. You did. I did it that for was, trivia. That was awesome. And I did it for Halloween Hoopla, which is a library program that we have every year. And I'll be doing it on Tuesday for work. I tell you, your co-worker's costumes. Yes. His, his co-worker, she was Odie uh, for trivia. And it might, just the little, the, the, the paint with yeah, the tongue. the tongue. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was great. Leah is very creative. She actually made that hoodie for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she made that in like an hour. Jeez. So she's very creative and very con- uh, uh, committed to the part. Yeah. So she was Odie. I was Garfield. Uh, but on Saturday when I did it, I actually found my orange pants, so I had, it was all orange. Awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was, like, living a dream, kind of, you know, being Garfield, finally. Um, some people thought I was Tigger or the Bengals, but I was like, come on, guys. It's, like, put in context of the fact that it's me, <laughs> and you'll understand. <laughs> so. Too funny. Yeah. I don't know. So... But Halloween is coming up on Tuesday, so yes. this will drop on that. Uh, it'll be on on Tuesday. Yes. And so when people are able to listen to this, we'll be knee deep in trick or treaters yeah. and the haunted woods behind our house. Ooh. Yes. Candy. Candy. What's your What's your go to candy? I for, like for Halloween. Oh what's Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I I know you can't right. uh, You know, indulge yourself with the candy as much anymore. Not as but... much, you know. But I like. Uh, I always really loved Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but those were really good. Uh, or not Three Musketeers, Milky Ways. Oh, were, okay. Were something that I really liked, 
And, um, but I think I'm more of, like, a fruity candy guy now. Oh. So I like, like, licorice and, like, uh, Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's just my old age showing, but. <laughs> get your jelly beans. Get my jelly beans out there. <laughs> my, jelly be- my jelly babies, if you're a Doctor Who fan. Oh, gosh. Too funny. Yeah, so, I don't know. What about you? Uh, I mean, you know, look, I'm, I'm probably boring. I, I like my Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, you can't beat Reese's Cups. Um. I I used to love peanut butter Twix. They they don't yeah, make those anymore. They don't. Um, Whatchamacallits were always good. I love Whatchamacallits. Yeah. I just had one the other day, actually. Yeah. I, uh, um, I'm trying to think. Take Fives are really good. Okay. So, so you're more of a chocolate guy. Uh, I do enjoy the chocolate. Now, I do like... So uh, we have discovered um, on the trips up to BG... And uh, to see Wyatt and whatnot, when we're coming back, we usually stop at uh, the Meyer there, and we we found Wildberry, um, Starburst jelly, no gummies. I think it was. I think they were Starburst. Yeah, I think that's right. And I had some at D and D the one night. Yeah, yeah, those are really good. And those those were nuts. (laughs) Um, so I enjoy the fruit like that too. Um, I could destroy a, a thing of Mike and Ike's pretty easily. Uh, but yeah, goobers, like I'm the weird guy that likes chocolate covered peanuts, (laughs) you know? Um, but yeah, um, as long as it doesn't have coconut, I'm pretty good. Like Almond Joy and, and Mounds, they, they should be outlawed. Right. I do not like coconut. The only thing worse than them is candy corn and peeps. Ugh. So there's my hot take for the day. <laughs> That's the hill he's going to die That's on. <laughs> the Halloween hill. The haunted hill. The, ooh, yeah, there we go. Speaking of, though, we did ask the survey right. question. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it refreshed. Uh, we had asked online what your favorite um, horror movie franchises were. And we got quite a few responses. Mine are fresh too, dang it. So, no, those are the ones that are yours. That's why I didn't recognize those. Cause you, so, we got about 15, 20 responses total. Um, so, let's see. We've got at least two votes for Hellraiser. Now, are you a Hellraiser guy? Have you ever watched I, those? I can't get into Hellraiser. They're they're interesting. They're definitely not everyone's cup of tea. But um, I can remember so one of one of my buddies who answered Hellraiser. We'll see if he remembers this story. <laughs> um, we went and saw Hellraiser like I don't know five <laughs> or something. Yeah. In a in a movie theater in Lima. This was years ago before I moved to Columbus, and a fight broke out. In the middle of it, and like a fist fight, yeah, like <laughs> like so there was this one dude and his girlfriend were like, com- just talking through the whole movie. The movie had just started, and this guy and his girlfriend were just talking, and the guy behind him said, "You know, you need to shut up," uh, something to that effect. And the guy's like, and the guy just kept jawing around, and so, why don't you make me? So the guy stood up, and he was huge. And it was just a, the other guy, the guy who was being mouthy, he was just a little dude. 
And but they still went at it, and then the two girls started fighting. Oh my god! So they stopped the movie, and security had to get them out. And then the guy who had was the mouthy one was talking about how he was going to get all of us and whatnot. And so when the movie ended, we went walking into the parking lot like, man, what is is anyone going to come by? God, what? So, hey, let me know if you remember that beat. So, but yeah, so... Hey, it sounds like that guy was a pinhead. He was a pinhead. Oh, uh, I see yeah. what you did there. Uh, uh, vote for Halloween yeah. and Scream. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, one for Saw. Uh, one you know for... what? I'm going to say this. I don't care about the Saw franchise. So, um, we rewatched the first one because Maddie had never seen it. Okay. And um, here's my hot take on Saul. It is the Fast and Furious of the horror genre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) It's, yeah. Now, I will say this about Saul. Saul 3, I liked. And that was the one with Angus McFadden and, um, oh, I forget who the female was. But that one I liked. But, yeah, I've not watched a lot of the other I can't. ones. I, just, I can't separate them. I don't know which one is yeah. which. Um, but, hey, if you like it. If you like it, that's great. That's great. I just can't get into it. Yeah. Halloween, another vote for Halloween. And then Child's Play or Scream. And then Final Destination is up there for that person oh, wow. as Final well. Wow, Final Destination. I didn't think about that. The first Final Destination, still, well, the first couple yeah. are really solid. Yeah. What, what were your comments? So, uh, Scream, yeah. which I think is pretty common on here. Yeah. Um, which I haven't seen the re- the most recent Screams. They're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like them anyways. We got one vote for The Purge, Ooh. which I don't think I've ever watched The Purge. I don't know about you. I think I saw for the first time last year, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a lot Maybe of... Maybe it's two years ago. There's a lot of lot of purge movies now, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. We got one that says either Hellraiser, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, or Scream. That's kind of yeah, par for the course. Yeah, uh, Children of the Corn or Halloween. Oh, okay. Nightmare on Elm Street is a second close. Children of the Corn, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, another vote for Halloween. Here's our good friend Ross. Yeah. With. Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Yeah, there we go, there Ross. There we go, Ross wins Halloween. My dad says Hellraiser, and he uses the finger-biting gif. <laughs> I didn't know that my dad was a Hellraiser fan, actually. That is interesting. Is that interesting? Yeah. And then another one for Nightmare on Elm Street. Which, hmm. I'm going to be honest, of all of the horror movies I watched as a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street scared me the most because I had to go to sleep Yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. And that was when Freddy got you. And you're like, okay. And I used to have nightmares as a kid, so it really freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that's a scary one. What what would be up there for you? For me, uh see the problem is well, so the one like you know, probably the one that I've seen the most is Friday the thirteenth. Which nobody said that. Interesting, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, that's the one I'm the most familiar with. So I'd probably say just out of fondness for my childhood, 
mm-hmm. which is pretty messed up that that's part of my childhood. Yeah. But probably Friday the 13th. Um, because there's, you know, Jason really leans into it being bad. Like, there's a lot of... the. There's a lot of horror franchises that are just bad. Yeah. I mean, not bad, but they have more bad than they have good. Yeah. Um, so Jason has always kind of leaned into being campy, so. Yeah. What about you? Well, uh, actually, let me say that if we're not counting Evil Dead, then yeah. Friday the 13th. You, you, well, yeah. Evil Deads are pretty good. Um, I, I, was, I was toiling over this all month. Yeah. Because we watched so many. So, the the question that I kept asking myself as I keep pausing and, <laughs> and creating dead space for our podcast, um, you're welcome. <laughs> you can uh, snack on your corn nuts or drink <laughs> a beer in those dead spots. Um, was, is what, what makes it a good franchise? Yeah. You know, so Halloween is easy to think of. The first one's just iconic. Yeah. Second one's good. Yeah. And then it's then it's just kind of there. Right. For me, anyways. Right. Now I enjoy all of them, but it's just, eh, you know. I did like the newer ones, although I know that was kind of divisive. Some people didn't like them. Um, I'm one of the people that really enjoy Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Yeah. Because I understand it's not a Michael Myers movie. Yeah. You know. It's, it was meant to start this anthology run for John Carpenter in the studio every year. Um, so I don't think I can say Halloween. The Scream movies are good. I, I like all of them. Exorcist I was trying to think of because the first one I love. Um, the third one, which I think has George C. Scott. I think. God, I hope I'm right on that one. I probably should research more. Um I really enjoyed, but then that's it. You know, Amityville Horror has a ton of movies, but really, the first one's really the only good one. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. Am I allowed to answer the Conjuring universe? That was on this list that I'm looking at, so yes. Um, because as I do enjoy the Friday the 13th movies, and I enjoy Nightmare on Elm Street, but I, I can watch any of the Conjuring movies over and over and over again. I I enjoy all of them. The Annabelle movies, the Conjuring movies, The Nun. Um, we're planning to watch The Nun 2 uh, maybe tonight. I don't Ooh. know. Um, so yeah. Um, Push Comes to Love. I'd probably say that if, if we're not going to say Evil Dead since, you know, we want to broaden everything. Right. Um I don't. Oh, I did. I do remember. I asked Sharon if I was allowed to uh, answer the Universal Monster Universe. Oh, interesting. Um, and she said no because okay. they're all separate. Although they do meet, uh, they do a meet. bunch of them meet together, like Abbott and Costello yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But because um, I recently, I showed you right. I bought a collection of Universal Monster movies. Yes, you should yeah. on Blu-ray. Um, we've watched three, three or four of them, and oh my gosh. Before I forget, do you know what sentence is used in Frankenstein? I have watched Frankenstein numerous times over the years, and I never caught this before. No, what? When they they bring the father up to the castle to try to talk 
um, Frankenstein down, back down to the village because he's, you know, been spending too much time up there. They have to go up these stairs all the way to the top. And the father says, I don't know how the deuce I'm going to make it up there. A movie from 1930 used the sentence, I don't know how the deuce I'm going to make it up there. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't know that. So my question to you is this. In 1930s par- uh, parlance, what did, I don't know how the deuce, what, what does that equate to? I don't know. It's a good question. But that tickled me <laughs> for much longer than it should have. Yeah. So, hey, if you have original uh, uh, video of Frankenstein, give that a watch. Yeah. I don't know how to do, so I'm going to make it up there. <laughs> so, yeah. Anywho. You know, honorable mention, nobody said Leprechaun. No one said Leprechaun. You know, no one said Jeepers Creepers. That's true, yeah. I thought, because um, that first one really freaked yeah, me out. Yeah, that one scared me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones I thought. I thought maybe someone would say Paranormal Activity yeah. or Blair Rich. And nobody said Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No one did say. Although, you know, as a franchise, <laughs> right. it really goes downhill after that. After that first one. Yeah, as they mostly all do. Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leprechaun, didn't they do one with him in space too? Leprechaun 4. Yeah, and then he was in the hood in one yeah. too. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's some bad franchises out there but we we thank you for answering the question we so. do yeah yeah now i i have to ask this i need to get your your thoughts on this on on video not video on audio on audio yeah i had shared with you the clip of john carpenter's yeah. appearance on stephen yeah. colbert for anyone who doesn't know john carpenter was recently on stephen colbert's show and Stephen asked him about the thing and the final scene. And the theory, the prominent theory is that one of them was the thing, but no one knows who. Was it, was it uh, David Keith or was it, or no, Keith, Keith David, David, sorry. Keith David or was it Kurt Russell's character? And, and, and John Carpenter said, there is an answer, yeah. a definitive answer, if to to one of them being the thing, and that if you watched the movie really closely and paid real close attention, you would know which one it was. So who is it? I have no, I don't know. Do you have we, a theory on this? We need to watch. Yeah, we have to watch the thing. I, I do know the one theory for why it would be McCready. And it has to do with going back to the scene where they were going to do the blood test and whatnot. And and I forget all the the, the dots that were being connected. Oh, jeez. But they said it, it clearly showed that it would be, it's got to be him. So, but now we need to go back and watch. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious if anyone is a lover of the thing like we are, if you have any theories. Yeah. Is, of which one of the two remaining ones are the thing yeah i'd love to hear that i i'm kind of leaning towards mccready though oh interesting but yeah yeah we have to watch that again much like twist my arm you know yeah oh no <laughs> gosh darn it 
But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And I'm curious why <clears throat> he's got to be having a project come out. Yeah, because right? he was on Colbert. Because he's oh, on. Oh yeah, he is. He the suburban scream thing. Oh okay. That's like an anthology or something. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Very nice. Yeah. He's an icon. He is. Yes. It really is. There's so much good stuff out there. <laughs> the Fog. The Fog. Underrated. I, st- I, st- I still got to watch that this year. I haven't watched it oh, yet. Really? Well, I've watched it this year. I I need to watch it again for Shock For Halloween. Yeah. I love The Fog. If I had, as much as I love The Thing, The Thing's like on another yeah. tier, yeah. right? The Fog is probably my favorite, like, horror movie of his not counting the thing right thing aside the thing aside put the thing aside <laughs> but yeah oh love the fog anywho yeah well what else you got man that's about it for this month yeah we drug it out again we did yeah we that's... uh hope you guys have a good halloween though yes be safe be safe and spooky. make sure to inspect your candy well yeah um isn't it funny though it is the one night of the year that it's okay to take candy from strangers. That's right, yeah. So, mm. they encourage it. They encourage it, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of strange. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, we'll see. So, if you're in the Central Ohio area on Tuesday the 31st, and you've got an extra minute and 30 seconds to spare, uh, come by our house and uh, yeah. walk through the Haunted Woods. Go through the Haunted Woods. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, it's it is we we enjoy it. We put on I think we put on a fairly good show for being a little yeah rinky dink <laughs> suburban house, and I mean the last last few years we've I think each year we've had well over a hundred yeah people walk through it. So yeah. so that's kind of fun. But yeah, so yeah, thanks for thanks for getting back to us with the survey question. If you guys got any theories on who is the thing, yeah. Let us know, and uh, hey, if you got a fan uh, favorite Halloween candy, yeah, definitely drop us and, a line on that yeah, too. Anything really Halloween related, just you know, hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. or no, excuse me, X. X, Instagram, and then yeah, either of us on Facebook. Yeah. All right, or if you see me in the street, maybe. Yeah, we're approachable. We're approachable. We're we're not the kind of you know <laughs> podcast, podcast celebrities yeah. that you know shun their fans yeah. we we encourage you to come and speak to us Real. yeah we might even sign something for you <laughs> we're that kind of people we are we're great people you just got to buy us a beer yep. or uh jersey mike sub yeah or a coke zero or coke zero Jimmy. yeah for for the teetotalers <laughs> <of> the <group. laughs> well happy halloween all right yep happy halloween guys have fun out there and stay nerdy